there is a delicate dance there of like raising, like finding your edge, living there, raising your standards, and then being too hard on yourself. And I think that's like we were talking about earlier, acknowledgement. And it's like taking time to really acknowledge ourselves too is such a, it's, it's, it's kind of rare to see people truly acknowledge people, uh, you know? And then, like when it happens, sometimes it's hard to be with. It's like, oh my God, like this person's pouring so much into me. Like, what do I do with this? You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Ourselves, you know? It's like, how often do we have like, a, do we really acknowledge ourselves? Hi everyone, and welcome to The Deeper Podcast, a podcast for all of you who want more, more out of yourself, your relationships, your intimacy, and life. My name is Sofia Zafina, and I'm here to bring you deeper. I'm a sex, life, and relating coach, and I'm fascinated by all things masculine and feminine and bringing the two back together, helping people connect on a deep and real level so we can show up for each other, partner with each other in our healing, and call each other back into our power. A very important part of that for me is honoring both sides, the masculine and the feminine, creating more understanding, more compassion and respect for each unique experience. And so in this series, I'm speaking specifically to men to honor them, to hear their perspective and how they go through relating the feminine life, because so often we have demonized and devalued men in their experiences, needs and struggles. And I want to change that. So I hereby welcome you to my Deeper Into Him podcast series. And before we get started for all these conversations, I want to give a bit of a disclaimer because I realize that this conversation about men and women, masculine and feminine, can sound both heteronormative and gendered. Bear with me. Masculine feminine dynamics play it out in every relationship. So when we speak about men towards women, I hope you can hear it as being the partner who is more in their masculine and the partner who is more in their feminine, and this very often has little to do with gender. In addition to that, I do want to acknowledge that men and women have completely different societal expectations in the world, and because of that, different lenses. For instance, we tell men they should man up and women they should smile more. In that sense, some of this might be gendered, but I hope for people outside of that binary perspective that they might still feel some truth in any of these stories. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Deeper with Sophie Josephina podcast. And today I am joined by Samir Janua, which I hope I'm pronouncing correctly. Yeah, <laughs> Samir Janua, and he is the co-founder of the Men's Circle, which is also a beautiful um, profile on Instagram, which I highly recommend you to check out. And he is a commercial and personal brand photographer, and he is in Los Angeles, California. And I'm super excited to speak to him because he's done lots on men's work at Men's Circles, and I'm really curious to hear his perspective. Welcome, welcome, Samir. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> Hey, so for people who don't know who you are, just I'd be very curious, like, who are you and maybe what are you building? What are you creating? Beautiful. Yeah. So my name is Samir Jandra and I'm here in Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. And um, I like to say uh, through photography, I reflect the light of others so that they can just mm-hmm. see their own light in a way and appreciate themselves and see themselves how I see them, which is beautiful and like magnificent and powerful. And um, yeah, just, I've kind of followed my curiosity through the lens. I like mm-hmm. to say that I chase the sun. Um, I love natural light photography. I love people. So I love portraits. 
And um, I've also been very curious with nature lately. So I've been photographing like plants and flowers. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited for springtime to come Mm -hmm. because um, yeah, I'm just endlessly curious about what nature provides in terms of like the sacred geometrical patterns of the flowers and the plants to the wildlife that's roaming around. Um, So I think I'll always have a camera in my hand until (laughs) forever. And uh, additionally, um, I've gotten into men's work recently, two and a half years ago, I did something called the men's weekend, which for me was like an initiation into becoming a man. And um, I just found so many results from this uh, men's work and circling up continuously with other mm. brothers, uh, stepping into a circle with men elder than me, uh, younger than me, men who are divorced, who are single, who are parents, who have had parents pass away, who have children. And just getting this wisdom from all different areas of my life has led me to continue this path of, of men's work. And uh, since then, I've decided to start a few different teams where we meet in person, we meet online. And I'm just, I'm such a stand to share this wisdom, this legacy with other men and keep inviting men into the space because it just works. And it, and it's like something so like, there's this deep knowing for me that like, Oh yeah, this is, I I keep getting pulled in this direction of men's work. There's a calling. I've sat with some plant Mm. medicine and just tuned in and Mm. been quiet still. And and it's, it keeps coming back. So I'm like, Oh, there's something there for me. And yeah, after the calls, I'll I'll get off a call and I'll just be like fully alive. And this, this, I can, I can tell there's this sensation, this excitement in me. I'm like, Oh, interesting. Mm. There's something here. So I keep, I keep coming back to it. And um, other than that, I'm, I've been dating here in Los Angeles, having fun, being in discovery. And um, I'm also doing some national park tours here in the States. So going That's out and, and checking out some national parks. And other than that, having fun, enjoying California. And um, I've been in touch with my, my, my family's in Florida. My brother's having another baby. And my, <laughs> my mom's down there now. And my father's out in Pakistan. So we're just kind of continuing the conversation of family. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's kind of like me in a in a in a short bubble. <laughs> I love that's so beautiful. I love I really felt you on the appreciation for nature and <laughs> your excitement for all these things. That's so gorgeous. Hey, I'd love to hear a little bit more about the men's circles or or, or you call them meetings. Um, because I think it's such a beautiful, simple, powerful tool. And you know, I often think like I think women kind of generally ha- do this anyways, right? We kind of just sit with, I'm being super stereotypical now with like a cup of tea or kombucha. We just like chat and sit for hours and we want to like really deeply connect and like tell me your deepest things. And I think that's, that's, that's kind of naturally happening anyways. And with men, something about that just doesn't seem to naturally happen. And, and, and so how do you see that? Because I, I love, I love what men's circles do and, and, and how, beautifully simple it is actually but I'm, I've still been really inquiring this myself like how come this isn't something that you know when guys like sit down for a coffee together like why isn't this something that just naturally happens yeah, beautiful I love this uh, and I think I'm also in the discovery and mm-hmm. I think what I've what I've discovered is like women in general are just so good at building relationships and being in communication and having conversations like this. And then what I've discovered about men is, is there's a bit of competition there for men. Right. So it's like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to tell you my secrets or get vulnerable, then maybe you're going to somehow, you know, uh, outdo me or or whatever that, you know, the ego could get engaged. Right. And what I found with uh, men's circles, which is beautiful 
is we create a space of confidentiality, mm-hmm. which I think is really is a, such a simple tool, but it makes men's work very sacred. And, and, and then it's a container creating the environment for men to be like, oh, I got mm-hmm. it. Like I can take my mask down and be vulnerable because there's a confidential space. There isn't necessarily women. There, there isn't women present. Uh, typically everyone in the circle is like a masculine identifying essence, whether that's a, typically it's men, but it also could be a transgender person who identifies in their masculine or a gay man who identifies in his masculine. We, we welcome all men of, in that space, uh, but there's something about creating that, that, that container of uh, confidentiality where the men, especially when some of the elder men start voicing into the container, into the space, being vulnerable, first leading with the vulnerability then it shows mm-hmm. the other man, oh, God, okay, this is, this is welcome here. It's mm-hmm. safe. It's like, you know, there's, there's non-judgment here. Like, I think I can, I can try this out. And typically some men won't, uh, you know, go, go deep the first meeting. But, you know, the second or third meeting, they might just be like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm ready. You know, and then they'll, they'll pour into the container. Mm, I can so feel this. And I, I love what you're saying about the competitiveness there. I can really feel that. And um you said about you know when one of the elders starts with their vulnerability that's like okay okay we can do this we can do this and I think that's such a beautiful reminder I think that we're really lacking healthy masculine role models right I I run a course for women where we just connect to our inner masculine our inner healthy masculine and even for feminine beings our inner masculine is a jerk he's he's really not a great guy, right? If that were your lover, you'd be like, hell no, <laughs> this is not okay. <laughs> and so I've, I even tell them, they're like, okay, so how do I mature my inner dude? I was like, yeah, honestly, we need the role models, right? You see, I see my inner dude as like this teenager that just doesn't know better and just is trying to get shit done and just doesn't know better. And like this, this, my, my partner, he's Egyptian. He's like, I, I really miss this idea of that we would just like all hang out for like, what is it? Uh, Arabic tea at the coffee house or every coffee at the coffee house. And just hear the elders just talk about their day. Mm. Right. And to, to have a bit of an example of like, oh, so how did you do that? And that we don't seem to have that. We don't seem to have this generational conversation almost. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so I love what you're doing today. You're actually bringing them, that you're bringing them together more. How's it? How's it for the for the elders? I love how you're calling them the elders. But how does it? How's it for them to join a men's circle? Beautiful, you know. And I, what, what I'm discovering, what you're saying is like there's there's a missing in our society around having yes. elders present and 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 sharing mm-hmm. wisdom, like being around. Um, and I I crave that really. Um, and and before COVID, I was able to circle up in person in a circle of about 50 to 60 men. And Oof. like I was saying earlier, men of all ages, sizes, colors, shapes. And it's so amazing to see, especially men I looked up to when they would share or step mm-hmm. into the circle and deliver something. I was like, oh, I'm so grateful because I'm learning from every man in the space. And uh, something that we're up to now is uh, we're excited. We're going to do a father-son call. For sure on Father's Day and then one later on in the year. And we've done this in the past. And it's such a beautiful call because it's, I consider it's like generational healing. So yeah. we'll bring, we'll first we invite the men to invite their fathers, which is actually a step in itself for men to kind of, some men, it's difficult for men. It was difficult for me to invite my father into this work because I had all these thoughts come up. Well, what is he going to think about it? Uh, he's he's going to say no. What if he says no? You know, so just, I'm getting over that just to even invite him. 
And then once the fathers do enter the space, typically we see you know, some fathers like this. I can call, so imagine. Right? Because <laughs> they're like, what is this? Like, you know, <laughs> resistance, all good. And then, uh, and through that conversation, we're asking questions like, uh, what do you want to acknowledge your son for that you haven't had the space to? And then giving the fathers the opportunity to really acknowledge their sons and then vice versa. What do you want to acknowledge your fathers for that you've never been able to say to them? Mm. And, and all the men are going around and, and delivering in such a beautiful, loving, heart opening space. And I'm, I'm just noticing like the son's face just like light up when his dad's like really acknowledging. Cause I know for me, like I, I really just want to be told I'm doing a good job, you know, and that, that my, my, especially my dad's proud of, you know, so when my dad was able to share that, I'm just like, yes, my, this whole body, I could just watching them and like light up. And then towards the end of the call, we're asking the fathers questions like, um, you know, if you could go back in your life and do it all over again, like, what would you do differently? Mm. Or, or like, what advice do you have to, to deliver to us younger men? You know, and it's just like, you know, is there anything else there for you? What wisdom you want to share? So it's just like, I think it's such a beautiful way to uh, give this space for these elder men to come back. And by the end of the call, the fathers were like, when's the next one? Oh, <laughs> you know, so and some of the, some of the fathers started their own circles after that, which I'm like, I'm such a yes for. Wow. So, that's yeah. So I think cool. that's a, a fun thing that we're excited about for sure. I, um, I told him my, my, my father is like this very scientific corporate uh, man and I was telling him about the work that we were doing. So we we guide men's circles as as two women, as two feminine beings, which makes a completely different, completely different kind of space because the energy is very different. And um, I was telling him that we were doing that, and he was like, "Yes, but Sophie, why would men want to speak about their vulnerabilities? Isn't that super awkward?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah," and it's kind of isn't it kind of sad that like men never get to say that to anybody? And he's like. Yeah, 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 but isn't that like you don't do that? I'm like, but what if you could? What if there was a space and like we say it's like safe and it's confidential and like it stays in that circle and maybe you don't even know these men. These are just a random group of men. He's like, you can just hear him like think. He's like, oh yeah, actually, hmm, yeah, that would be really nice. And I can just hear the, the transformation happen inside of him. And now every time he's, he's my 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 father's quite an older man. Every time he asks me, he's like how was it with the men? Did they like it? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I could just hear his longing of like, I think, I think my father would love to be in a men's circle. <laughs> Have just... you been able to invite a man to a space yet? No, no. I'm just, I actually love what you just spoke about, like the father and son dynamic. Cause that's actually so beautiful of, of also, cause in a way you also then honor the fathers for being fathers. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's so beautiful. I think when you're honored actually for, your your yeah your your experience or your wisdom i think that's that's really really magical what you did there yeah yeah and i want to i want to share one yeah. more thing uh, something yeah. that we take on in our meetings is we go by our last names oh. uh, for a couple of reasons one we're honoring our fathers for doing the best job that they could do to get us here in this very moment right now and we're also honoring all of our ancestors for doing the best job that they could do to get us here in this moment. And additionally, it gives us a little bit of an edge. So I'm not calling my other brother by his first name, I'm calling him by his last name. So there's a little bit of a dynamic there. It's not as casual if I was just referring to him as his first name. So I love incorporating that in the space too. And it's, I think it's just beautiful to truly honor our fathers in that wow. way and our ancestors, you know? Wow. Everything you're telling me about your circles is giving me goosebumps. <laughs> it's so gorgeous. Yeah. And so I like, a lot of the people who are in my field write about um, 
you know, what men need to do to make women feel safe, right? What the masculine needs to do to make the feminine feel safe. And there's all these like lists of like, you need to be transparent and consistent and present and whatnot and whatnot and whatnot. And because I love walking in both worlds, I've been really inquiring what actually makes the masculine or men feel safe because it's actually maybe even more scary, right? Because it isn't just that we've told men to not cry, it's also that, in all honesty, also from my own side, that as the feminine, we are not used to masculine vulnerability yet. So when he becomes vulnerable, I do this work and my initial response is even kind of like impatient and a bit dismissive. I'm like, hey, so why don't you just do this? And let's get over. It. Let's get it over. And so I think even the feminine needs to still grow a little bit in the in, in being okay with masculine vulnerability. But yeah, I'm really curious on your perspective of, of what helps men feel safe or what doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, personal experience, um, before I had men's work or like the uh, opportunity to step in with other men or even knew it, had the awareness that this was available. I think what didn't work for me uh, was when I was just like really ultra vulnerable with my partner. Oh, yeah. uh, and getting really emotional and because I just didn't, I wasn't able to like ground myself and mm. like have mm. support from other brothers or this like environment where I felt really safe to kind of be in that space. And it was just, it, it kind of took the polarity of out of our relationship because I was really like in my feminine or, or like just being so um, unstable in that moment with her. And I think, uh, what I've been doing now that works is when I go to the circle of brothers and I'm just taking off my mask and being so vulnerable and, and letting all my emotions out and then getting what I need from the men just to really be heard, to be seen, to be mm. held in a sense. I mean, sometimes yeah. physically, that's something I need to get out in, you know, in, in a physical environment, or if it's just on zoom, you know, or online where I'm just being heard and seen truly and spaces being held. And then from that place, I'm able to center, ground in, like collect myself and then go back and show up powerfully for my partner. Um, mm. so I think, mm. I think what really works is just uh, creating the awareness for men to know that there's containers, like what you're offering, what we have, what like just these spaces for them to be vulnerable, be off, like be authentic, be emotional and, and watch other brothers in the same place so that they can learn that it's safe and it's okay. And then be able to show up powerfully for their partners, their families, their communities mm -hmm. in a grounded, center, centered way. Yeah, I love what you're speaking about here. For me, that's very much on the outsourcing. So when you are this like ultra emotional, there's something you're outsourcing there, right? Because you're almost like vomiting, like here's all my stuff. Now you hold it, <laughs> right? And that doesn't work. And I think actually when men and men come together, masculine and masculine, feminine and feminine come together, that's where that can actually happen. Right. You can just say like, here's all my stuff, but in a, in a, in a relationship where there's polarity, then the polarity turns into coach client or like partner, like savior, whatever. So that's, that's why it goes astray. So I love what you're saying there. If like, yeah, go to your men first. I even have a rule in my relationship that, you know, if he has the big shit come up, like really like, whoa, like the big emotion, he goes to his brothers first. Because I don't want to be his therapist. I don't want to be his mommy. I don't, I don't want to be in that role. And that doesn't mean I don't want to partner with him. I don't want to love him. I don't feel compassion. But that boom, that moment, I love it makes me actually feel so safe as a woman. 
to know that he has his own brotherhood that he could fall back on that has got him and that can hold him through it. And that, that for me feels so different because I don't have to, I don't have to. Yeah. Hey. And so what if you're as like a woman, you're listening to this and you think, Oh my God, my man needs to go to these circles. (laughs) Like some of your circles sound so beautiful. Like how, how, how do we, by still respecting the masculine and his energetic, how do we get him excited to get to a men's circle, for instance? How does a woman get a man? Yeah. Like, let's say, yeah, yeah. let's say, cause I, I get that question quite a lot of like women that say like, yeah, my man doesn't have guy friends even anymore. You know, he just goes to work and he's, yeah. he's father and he's husband and you know, he doesn't, he has colleagues, but there's nobody act, he has an actual conversation with. So I have, I'm doing all the emotional work with him constantly. And, you know, he needs his men. How do I get him to get male friends or how do I get him to connect to other men? So what's your perspective in that? Beautiful. So <laughs> lately we've been asking the, the, the new men who have been guesting like, Hey, how'd you hear about us? And quite a few are saying, Hey, my partner or yeah. my uh, female friend actually told me to go to this circle. So something is working, which is great. Um, and a simple way to circle up with us is simply just register for a call. You can go to the Instagram at the men's circle, click the link in the bio and just register for a call. And we welcome men um, complimentary for the first few sessions, actually, to just circle up and see what the environment's like. And, um, you know, as, as a man, it, you can just listen in on the first conversation too. You don't really mm-hmm. have to uh, engage as much. You can just be in the environment. So mm-hmm. I would say just, just go for it. Like just, just, just click the button, register and, 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 and trust, you know what I mean? Like it's, but how do you say it? Happen. How do you say it to your man? If like your man's like yeah. not in this at all, and you're like, Hey, there's this thing called a men's circle men talk about their shit to each other. <laughs> What's the best way to, to say that to him, to, to get him excited? Yeah, sure. Well, um, <laughs> that's beautiful. I don't, I don't know if I have like the right thing to say in this moment, but I would, I would offer like, Hey, like, you know, there's this man, Samir, and, and he's got this thing called the men's circle and there's, there's him and some other men are circling up. And I think they're having some just deep conversations, doing some cool work. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm requesting that you circle up with them. I think it'd be really good and, and awesome. And like, you know, what's, what's to lose. Yeah. What's to lose. Yeah. 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 It's just a, take- it's a Zoom call. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you take it from wherever you're at. Yeah. You I think it'd be some like quality men for you to have like a, a powerful conversation with and be in the presence of other just yeah. awesome, awesome men. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I think also just not making it as big of a deal. Yeah. Because right? I, I even know like when I speak to men about getting therapy or coaching, like when it's this big deal, nobody wants to get into that. Right. But when it's like, okay, I have one session. If you don't like it, you stop. You're in control, yeah. right? You're completely yeah. in control. You're in your sovereignty. Then it already feels much more different. And then it's also respecting this like leadership energy. Like I've got my own space. Yeah. Totally. Right. They're choosing yeah. it. Yeah, I love that. So from what you've been noticing in your own men's work and in these meetings, like what, what's been one of the most common pains or challenges you've been noticing with, with men these days? Like what's really the big, the big thing that they're going through? Yeah, I think for one, I think a lot of men, and I've, I've struggled with this in the past and sometimes still do, is just being a lone wolf. Yeah. Just doing it all by myself, um, not asking for help. 
Mm. For me, like I want to look good and Mm. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I want to, I want to do it right. (laughs) So that shows up in so many ways. And I've seen other men struggle with that. Um, And that's one of the things we love to offer in the space is like opportunities for them to uh, like lead different sections, whether that's lead a breathwork section or lead an opening circle. So they can kind of stumble, figure things out, mm. bump against the wall in a, in a container that's safe mm. in order to, to develop some leadership skills. Um, and we'll give them feedback, what worked, what didn't work after the fact. Um, but yeah, I see men just kind of doing it alone a lot. And it's like, it's yeah. super challenging to do it alone, especially when all you have is the tools you have or the, the training and development that you have. And you might not have that awareness uh, when, that I've received when I come into different kind of personal development transformational circles. Yeah. Yeah. I really recognize that. I really resonate with that one of just the, the really double-edged sword sort of almost thinking like it's like, I feel the pride sometimes in men. They're like, no, 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 I did it myself. Don't worry. Like I've got it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, great. And then also like, yeah, nobody knows how I feel. Yeah. You know, I'm struggling with my relationship and nobody knows. Right. And I, I'm just, and also this like, this is one thing that I, as the feminine, find really, really hard to, to listen to, but this really wanting to, un, to not burden anybody around you mm-hmm. and in, but taking on a lot of the pain from others and this inequality almost. So like, I, I know from my past relationships that like they were men that would very much receive all of me, but then would never want to burden me, which in, I can feel it's very loving, but it also would just sometimes feel so unequal that I thought, actually, I think I can handle it. <laughs> right. Like, I think actually I'm fine and I, I will let you know when I'm not right. There's yeah. almost this like making a decision for what other people can handle or not. And, and I, I can, I really want to honor the love that's in there when, when men are in this role, but um, it's also a pity. I think I can see this as a pain in, in, in men and generally that like, they'll break up with a woman because they don't want to hurt her. Mm. right they feel so responsible for her pain when actually she's sovereign right she can let you know when it's too much pain and she'll walk out Mm. right but just feeling so responsible for being the person to manage what's happening in a space and so i yeah i really resonate with the lone wolf i really resonate with the lone wolf so what happens with lone wolves in your uh, in your in your meetings what's been <laughs> what your own, or what's been your or what's been your own journey with it like how is it to 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 release some of the self-reliance <laughs> man yeah it's challenging in the beginning like i because i mm-hmm. my ego wants to continually do it and like prove that i can do it and in some cases yes like that works and a man should like do things and prove and provide and like it only got me to a certain level whether that's in my relationship mm-hmm. or my career Um, I was kind of hitting a ceiling because I only have so many hours in a day or so much energy. So like when I started asking for help from other men or or other people in general, like I was able to like, like extend some of my trust and like uh, allow someone else to pour into whatever that project was or whatever it is that I need help with. And then like relax and like have, have them like provide along with me, whatever it is that we're creating, you know? And I like, it just, it's great too. Like knowing another brother's got my back and doing something together with them. It's like so fun and it's like so fruitful. And like, we do so much more together. Yeah. I love this. I think, I think it's the book, the way of men 
he really describes in these stages of like, first you're just a warrior by yourself mm. and you're just in your, in your battle. And then at a certain point you realize there's other warriors with you fighting the same battle. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we can do this together. Right. And that this is a mm. switch of like still the same energy, but actually joined forces in the same like challenges and things you get to show up for. And that that just feels so much better. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm reminded too, I had a conversation with an elder man uh, and, and at one point in our conversation, like we're just, imagine we're both like, uh, like he's on a highway driving and I'm pulling up to the highway driving and now we're just driving right next to each other. We're kind of just running like side by side. And it felt so good because I looked up to this man in so many ways. And for him to say that to me, like we're side by side, man, we're like, you know, and I was yeah. like, yes, it was just, it felt great to, to, for him to acknowledge me in that way. Mm, that's so gorgeous. So what would you, what would you, cause being an elder is all relative. What, what would your advice be to, I have no idea how old you are, uh, but I'm going to just go on a whim here and say, what would your advice be to like somebody in their late teens or beginning twenties? Like, what would your, what would your advice be for like a, a young man now? Yeah. Well, um, something I love to say to people is like find role models. Like we've been saying before, like find some mentors and in my experience, when I asked someone to mentor me, like 99% yeah. of the time they said yes. Yeah. And I was like, yes, but it just took so much effort to even have the courage to ask for their, their mentorship in that moment. And also like with mentorship, I believe chapters open and they close. Uh, people come in and out of your life. And, and additionally, like finding uh, for me, like men that I look up to, whether like there's one man I'm thinking of in a circle, he's just like such a badass in his business with his wife and his children, like how he shows up, like who he's being the way he communicates. And I just look up to him in so many ways. So I make it a point to surround myself with them, um, be in conversations with him, circle up with them and listen to him constantly, observe him constantly, because I'm always learning from him. And like who he's being is inspiring. It's, it's, it's elevating my standards and, and who I want to be. So I have someone to look up to, right? And, and we have a great mm. dynamic, a great relationship. So I'm like, um, I see what's possible. And like, there's love there and affinity between mm. the both of us and this camaraderie. So I would, I would advise young men to first like uh, start following people on their social media, like that they look up to and who are like really doing the work and are inspiring them and whatever field that is or whatever kind of transformational work. And then secondly, um, ask some folks around them and their physical environment to be their mentors, maybe start yeah. with one and just like have some conversations. I would just go out with mentors on like a coffee lunch and I would just bring a set of questions to the meeting and I would just ask questions and questions and they, they would answer every question they would love it and then yeah. and then and I would ask how can I help them you know maybe there's a way I could volunteer whether it was photography for something they were doing or help them in some certain way and um, lastly I would say find some role models and just surround yourself with them and hang out with them circle up with them and yeah. I think continue that journey and I think once a man starts kind of embodying uh, and being a role model, then you're able to give back to, to, to the yeah. younger men or the, the, the other men that are just getting in the space. And I think there's a beautiful cycle inside of that. Yeah. Oh my God. I feel this. So I, I've, I've recently been the person who has been requested a bit for these mentorships and I, I can just say, it's so fun to receive. It's so beautiful to receive. It's like, Oh, somebody like thinks I have something to say. Okay. That's great. Right. <laughs> like totally. I, I, behind every successful person, there's also just a human that's like, am I doing it right? And so just feeling <laughs> that, like just even the, the, the acknowledgement of, of your wisdom just feels so good. And, and it's actually a really fun like exactly what you're saying. Like it's actually such a fun exchange to like be able to share your wisdom with somebody. 
And uh, I also did that at the beginning of my other life and my other career. I also really just requested like CEOs of companies was like, okay, hi, I'm 20 years old. Uh, I think what you're doing is great. You want to have a cup of coffee? And it actually helped so much. It helped so much in just exactly what you were saying in seeing how they were doing things. And you're like, oh, fuck, that's cool. I want to do that too. And, and just being inspired. So I love, I love your advice there. That's a really, really beautiful one. Yeah. And, and I want to say last yeah. bit on that, like yeah. in terms of seeing what works with them is so powerful yeah. and what doesn't work too. Because yeah. I take so many uh, things from like, let's say a man has gone through a divorce or something or, or, or maybe failed that business. And then I'm learning like, okay, like whatever he was doing, is not working. So that, that's something I'm not going to do. There's such a, there's yeah. such a value in seeing what works and what doesn't work about what they're up to. Yeah. 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 I love that. Just finding your own truth, finding your own mm-hmm. truth. Yeah. Hey, I saw you post something about family and I thought it was really, really powerful on, I think what you said was, um, I spent most of my life trying to get my family to do the things that I wanted from them. Right. And they would resent me and they'd be passive aggressive. And I actually never asked them what they wanted to get out of this relationship. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Because I think a lot of men feel the disconnect and the resentment, especially towards their family. So I'd love to hear a bit of your, your perspective, your story here. Yeah. Beautiful. So there was definitely one moment that comes to mind is like when I started, when I first started getting into spirituality or transformation, personal growth, um, I was really like taking the tools that I was learning and like practicing on, on people like my mom. (laughs) My mom was like, Samir, like, I don't want to be coached right now. Like, I I just want you to be my son. And I was like, Mm. Oh my God, it was such a lesson for me in that moment. Cause she didn't ask for me to coach her. Like I was like, and and I was just loving her and like wanting to help her. Uh, Yet, like, if you imagine she was kind of like her defenses were up because she wasn't open to receive that kind of support. You know, she just wanted me to just listen and be there and be a son for her. And that was a beautiful lesson. And now what I do is I ask people, Hey, are you open for me to reflect something back to you? Right. So I I energetically check in, tune in, see if they're even available because they might be like, yeah, sure. Or they may be like, actually, no, I just, you know, I'm not open for that right now. Okay. Got it. All good. No problem. And um, through that, I've also just learned this beautiful lesson of just like the elder, the older I get, I'm just like, let me just fully accept my parents and my brother, like how they are and show up powerfully and, and generously listen to them and be curious and um, like, like sh- be playful um, and not take it so seriously. And, and like, I think that word acceptance, it's like, mm-hmm. cause sometimes I'll go home and get triggered based off of old, maybe something they're doing. And I just have to check, I get to check in with myself, breathe, like, okay, where's that coming from? Like, why am I, why is this coming up from me? Okay, got it let me like not say anything and just like be with this moment and like, yeah. like practice, not like just not saying anything <laughs> yeah. because if I say something out of a reaction or emotion, it might just flare up this old pattern, this old way of being. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think also just taking a step back, like when I did my men's weekend and started getting into that work, uh, we did some pretty powerful work around healing our father son um, mm-hmm. dynamic. And there were some just tools and wisdom I gained around like, really acknowledging my father and like telling him he's done the best job that he could do to get me here. And like, you've done it dad. And I had a really powerful conversation with him. And through that conversation, I was able to kind of let go of any resentment that was there 
around whatever he had done in the past and then just started taking on like full acceptance and full invitation to keep circling up and have these conversations and see what he's up to really be interested, provide a space for him to speak into the, in, in the wisdom or keep guiding me however he saw fit on his terms. And um, yeah, with my mama bear, it's just like full acceptance, you know, and like, <laughs> just like allowing her to, to nurture and be warm when, when that's available. And I just soak it in, you know, and like I, I receive that love for her and um, yeah, just having fun and being playful and not just so serious, you know? <laughs> Mm, this is so beautiful i love i love the way you speak into things my, my dad is literally calling me right now it's like okay it's divine timing <laughs> that's great um yeah i I, I lost my mom a few years ago and um i really it catapulted me really in in this radical acceptance of my parents right to actually like see my father as can I, can I acknowledge his qualities even, and it doesn't mean that all the other stuff isn't there, right? Also what you're saying, doesn't mean that the triggers aren't there. It doesn't mean that the, maybe things that are not as, as, as attuned are there. That doesn't mean that, that we're, we're negating that, but can I acknowledge him for his wisdom? And can I acknowledge him for, for who he is as a man, who he is as a father? And, and I think that's about so much more than just like your father, because I realized that's the energy that so many men are longing for, right? Exactly what you're talking about. It's like, I think it's the, we start with the acknowledgement. We start with the appreciation, like, hey, brother, I see what you stand for. I see what you're trying to build in this world. I see what you're trying to create. I respect that. And then we can go. But I think that's something we often skip. I think we go in very, very quickly also within ourselves, but very quickly into, oh, but this should be better. Mm-hmm. Right. It's right away in the, this should be better. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, oh yeah, you're, I don't know, you're getting strong in the gym. Great. But it could be even stronger instead mm-hmm. of like, okay, I acknowledge your commitment that you've been there every fucking day of the week. Like, holy shit. Well done. Mm-hmm. And so to actually take time and, and maybe that's why it's also so beautiful to practice this with your parents and, and, and with your father, especially like, can I actually acknowledge him for who he is, even, even given all the things that might not be as great yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really feel you in that one. Yeah. And I think that kind of brings me to a question of what's, how, how do you see this? What's the, what's the line between men beating themselves up or men challenging themselves? Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's also so beautiful. And the masculine energy is like, Oh, I'm going to see if I can, if I can like beat my time this time or beat my reps. Right. I so get that. I could feel that also my own inner masculine. Cause so feel that. But when does that become something to beat yourself up with? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's a beautiful dance there. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of like uh, finding my edge and living yeah. like right beyond it. And, and what I found is like through uh, like identifying areas in my life that I want to improve, whether that's like physical strength, um, then I can enact a discipline, uh, whether that's like, for example, like hundred pushups a day. And then I can be in communication with my men and, and be like, all right, what day, you know, what standard are you raising and what area of life and what day of discipline are you on? And we're kind of holding each other accountable in, in kind of that sense. And then what I found is in communication, I might say like, oh man, you know, like, I'm messed up this day or like this or that. And it's like something we do is like, it's all good, brother. Like just, there's no problem. Just go back to day zero and start over again or something. Right. Um, But I found like, 
at least for myself or, or noticing other men, like verbally, I'll, I'll say things that are like kind of damaging my own ego mm-hmm. or like my own sense of self-worth. Um, and I think it's, it's interesting. Like I do my best to, to listen to myself speak or, or kind of uh, be aware of my thoughts, or especially if I'm encircling up with other men, like to, to listen to how they're speaking because then I can mm-hmm. identify if they're really beating themselves up in communication. And then I, we can, we can talk about it. We can address it, address it. Like, Hey man, like it's something, you know, it's something going on there. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, I'm noticing you're, you're using language, like, um, you know, just whatever it is, if they're just kind of toning themselves down there in that moment. So I think it's, it's, there is a delicate dance there of like raising, like finding your edge living there, raising your standards and then being too hard on yourself. And I think that's, like we were talking about earlier acknowledgement and it's like taking time to really acknowledge ourselves too. is such a, it's, it's, it's kind of rare to see people truly acknowledge people, uh, you know, and like when it happens, sometimes it's hard to be with, it's like, Oh my God, like this person's pouring so much into me. Like, what do I do with this? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Ourselves, you know, it's like, how often do we have like, a, do we really acknowledge ourselves? Yeah. This is really it. <laughs> I, I call this an inner feminine quality. Because it's mm-hmm. like when somebody gives you a compliment and you right away say, right away say, oh yeah, but you're great too. Or like you're kick, you're kicking ass too. And it's like you right away bounce it back. And instead mm-hmm. of like when somebody says, like, hey man, I really see you, you're doing great, to actually take a breath with it and to let it literally come into your body. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, this other human being thinks I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and to actually take a moment to receive it. And that's actually almost a feminine quality that like, can you receive what is given? Mm-hmm. Or is that something right away? Yeah, go. <laughs> I was going to say on that note, like uh, I'm, I just got uh, present to a practice I've been developing, which I want to share for whoever's listening is like when someone compliments you, like what I've been doing is just, yeah, like you said, taking a breath and out loud, I'll say, mm, I received that. Thank you. Like, mm. ah. and then I'll continue with whatever it is, but like truly, yeah, like you're saying, truly let that sink in and come into your field and like allow it to be there, breathe it in. I love that. So I just wanted to share that bit. Yeah, I love that one. I, I've been practicing that when, when, when somebody or my partner says, I love you to not say I love you too, but to say, I feel so loved. Mm. Right. Cause I think that's actually the correct or the correct. That's actually the response of receiving that gift of like, yeah, actually I feel really loved. <laughs> like, right? Somebody says like, well, I've, I've, I, I see you like, yeah, I feel really seen. Mm, and that's I actually like receiving that. it. So yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm feeling that. So, Hey, I have, uh, I think, maybe one last curiosity for you. We spoke a little bit before we pressed record of, you know, we've been working in these men's containers and, and we also run women's containers and it's very, 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 very different. Like if I do one post that I've got a container, it'll sell out within, within a day with men, it's very different. Like there'll be lots of men who are interested and then they ghost us and they really ghost us up to the point that they say, yeah, I'm going to pay. I'm going to be there. Like they're full on in have personal connections to them and then they just disappear or they even disappear within the container. They go to one call and then we just never, ever, ever hear anything back again. And we've had, for instance, one man in the previous container who came out of it and it was so powerful because he was in a shame spiral and a bit of addiction and things like that. He was just like in a very negative spiral and somewhere in that negative spiral, he said, Hey brothers, I'm not doing great. And he came back up for air almost, and it was deeply transformational for him. But I'd love maybe your, maybe your own insight. Maybe you've also seen it in your own men's circles that people sign up and then just never come. Like, what do you think this is in men? This like tendency to just disappear. 
mm. just disappear. Yeah. yeah. It, for one, it happens all the time. And they'll register for the call and just not show up. Right. And yeah. I, I think it has something to do with like wanting to look good. Like maybe mm. I imagine there are like, they get the email notification. Hey, reminder, it's the circle starting in an hour. And it's like, I imagine the thought is like, Oh, like, do I have enough to say, or like, I don't know right. what to expect. I'm there's fear going into this space. Like, what if I'm not going to be welcomed? Like, uh, am, am I going to look good? Am I going to look bad? Like, I don't, I don't think I'm ready for this. I, I imagine all those stories are coming up and it's so easy just to not join the circle to just like, Oh, who's going to hold me accountable? You know, like who's really going to, no one's really checking on me. Right. So it's easy. And I, that comes up for myself sometimes. Right. Especially if I give my word to myself for something, I'm like, Oh, no, one's like really holding me accountable here. So it's like, yeah. I'm going to just slide that under the rug and like, it's all good. And it's easier almost to just walk away than to like lean into that discomfort. Right. And it's like, yeah, I think it's just such a, it's, 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 it's interesting. It's like, especially if there's a pattern there of doing that, it's, it's easy to just continue doing that as opposed to like, kind of having the courage to just like join the call or have the conversation or like show up, you know? And, and sometimes we've had a man recently who was just like really going through it in his life. Like his people were passing away and he showed up to the conversation and like, he just poured in the space and was truly authentic. And it was actually so much, it was so medicine, it was so much medicine for us brothers, other men to be around that, that vulnerability of what was really going on in his life. Cause he just yeah. brought so much perspective to us. And we're, we were like so glad that he showed up to the call because it was like so healing. And if he would have not been on the call, we would have had no idea. He might not have perceived the love and support that he needed in that moment. So it's, it's interesting watching this kind of pattern show up with brothers. And, and my context around it is just welcome. Like, come back. You're always invited. Just come on, you know, and, and just holding space to wait for the man to be ready to show up. And then sometimes it takes another man to invite someone or a partner to invite a man and I'm just like we'll, we'll still be here like it's going to be like a long I see this men's work as a long game and um something I'm going to do for the rest of my life so it's like whenever you're ready come on yeah yeah I love that I love what you're saying there and, and also the the piece on like nobody's going to hold me accountable like I, I've noticed in with the lockdown happening I think a lot of our outer structures have crumbled and so we don't have to go to the office or maybe you know our, our job structures has changed or you know just our daily structures are not the same so there isn't this like outer masculine almost that's like okay but I got to show up for that because I committed to being there that's really crumbled and I noticed that in myself and especially also in men it's like oh fuck I have to find it in me now mm-hmm. right oh okay that's really hard that's also hard. That's also hard for, for me as a woman. And with my inner masculine, I found that really hard of just like, oh, okay, I'm going to have to hold myself accountable because that's really easy to kind of wiggle your way out of. Mm. And also in our, in our, um, the course that we run, like we want to hold men accountable and we don't want to be their mommies. Yeah. And that's like such a fine line of just, right. Like what can we create there that, that, isn't mommying but is actually serving these men for themselves so this is you're really reminding me of this a little bit and also this don't not knowing what to expect i feel that one Hmm. right like do i just have to share my like entire life story and be judged by all these men like just not knowing what will come up yeah Hmm. yeah i feel so much in this hey so maybe as our last little thing what do you love about the masculine what do you what do you really appreciate the masculine in the world for men or what's like what's something you really feel in your heart that like 
yeah i love men for this <laughs> <laughs> well i think for me it's uh like i think about some of my favorite moments with other brothers and it's just been like the play that we're able to have of mm. each other whether it's like outside in nature playing like we were young men again um oh, or like that. having a conversation and it's really like playful and humorous and fun and like you know or like going on some epic adventure with another brother and just like having this sense of like like aliveness with another man i think that's just, or like playing some competitive game where we're like kind of tackling each other whatever it is it's just like that playful sense is one of my favorite ways of being with other brothers is like to truly like let our guards down like and enjoy that way of being with each other i think is such a gift um for the world and for ourselves really oh i love that i love what you just spoke into oh my god because actually that's so powerful because also this is something we think about like oh they have to play their sports and they want to like go play basketball and like we're, we don't speak about that so respectfully when actually it's so beautiful and sacred because it's like a lightweight an embodied way a you know like and an, an, yeah i love the play element that's in there i so get it also when i teach feminine i, I really teach them like I think one of the highest qualities in the feminine is actually to bring the play, to want to be played with and to play. Mm. Right. So I love it. That's why you also feel with, with men that, you know, how, how, yeah, how wonderful that actually is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So feel you. Thank you so much, Samir. Hey, if people want to learn more about you or they want to sign up to your men's course, I wish I could sign up. <laughs> I highly recommend anybody. It sounds like a really gorgeously held space. Um, where can they find you? Awesome. Yeah. So uh, the best place to start is at the men's circle on Instagram mm -hmm. and click the link for the bio register for call. The first three calls are complimentary. Um, and typically it's the, it's the first Wednesday, third Wednesday, fourth Wednesday of every month, 5 30 to 7 30 PM Pacific. First two calls, we go really deep of the month. And then the third call is like a workshop stock call. And okay. additionally, we're going to be launching a uh, group program coming up soon, like a deep dive eight week container uh, yes. early uh, April ish springtime. So we're excited to, to rock and roll with that, teach some, some deeper tools, some more accountability structure around that. Wow. And um, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful work that you do. Thank you. Thank you so much for this. Thank you for your wisdom today and your lightness and your energy and your transmission. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, what an honor. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, my loves, for listening to another episode of The Deeper Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please pass along to even just one person who needs to hear this. And my love language is very much words of affirmation. So I love, love, love it when you share my work. If there was one sentence that popped out to you from today's episode, please do share it on your social media. Tag me in it and I will shower you with my gratitude. <laughs> Brothers, especially for you, we have just opened the doors to our very powerful men's container called The Initiation, and this is the only men's container led by the feminine. Yeah, you heard that right. This deep dive exclusive container with a hand-selected group of men will be guided together into the deepest of their masculine, fully in his power, in front of the feminine. If you're interested, head on over to my Instagram and check the link in bio there for more information. And always, if you want to stay connected, Instagram is the best place. That's where I'm the most active, sophie.josephina, or hop on on my mailing list, sophiejosephina.com. And before I forget, 
all of these conversations so every podcast episode is now also available on my youtube channel so you can always check it out there <laughs>